Welcome back to the Rambling Hippie Podcast. This is your host, Lady, and I'm glad you're back with me. I'm glad that we're here together. It's been quite the break. To be honest, we recorded an episode five, and then, I don't know, I just had this feeling that it needed to wait. A few months later, here we are, finally recording episode five. So I wanted to make this episode for my ladies who haven't had a chance to join Growth Group yet. Um, And even for those, you know, if you're a male listening to this and you're into self-work and want to become a better version of yourself, this may be helpful. I relaunched the group in December and we kind of kicked it off with a self-reflection workshop. We talked about different methods for self-care. We talked about meditation, setting intentions for the new year, habits that we wanted to implement, things that we wanted to let go of, just a few things to keep us accountable, a habit tracker, things like that. So I wanted to kind of go over or go through the packet that I had for the December meetup because January's meetup was centered heavily on some things that we talked about in the December workshop, specifically in the packet. And we'll use the packet to refer back to as we continue over the next few months to talk about and dive into really changing our habits, our environment, our mindset in order to be in alignment with our higher selves. I'm going to kind of go through the packet. So if you haven't heard me say before, the purpose of Growth Group is to serve as a safe space and a resource and incubator for healing and expansion. I started this to build local community and a virtual sisterhood of high vibe, open-minded women who desire to heal and grow in mind, body, and spirit. If you deeply desire to leave behind the pain of your past, align with your purpose, and manifest the life of your dreams, this group is for you. Regardless of where you are on your journey, who you've been, who you want to become, you are deeply worthy of transformation. And I want to see this growth group grow and blossom into something even more beautiful than I already imagine. Since I began my healing journey, there's always been some kind of healing going on, but I really dove deep at at 26. So let's say seven-ish years ago. um, And I knew that the further I came along in my healing journey, like when I got to the other side of this what I thought was just a mountain that I was going to climb and be on the other side of. I knew that I wanted to help other women who had gone through some stuff. We all go through stuff. And a lot of times we don't have the spaces, the support that we really need to process through our traumas and to heal and to bond with other women um, in a deep way. So I just wanted to create something that would allow women to come together, to be open, to have a safe space, to grow together. You know, in the early days of my healing process, when I realized that I wanted to help others at some point, I didn't know that when I claimed that in my head, that the next six-ish years of my life would just completely tear me down. I mean, further than I had ever gone in my life and ever imagined But I had to do that in order to transcend my own darkness and become that person who could genuinely help others. So I want to share my story. That's a lot of the reason I started this podcast. Um, I want to just give other women the permission to share their stories, to lean into their healing, to lean into the things that have shaped them. 
I started December workshop with a self-awareness assessment. And if you are listening to this podcast um, linked from my homepage, there should be a PDF that you can download that has all of this uh, information, the entire packet that I used, where you can go through this with me if you want. I'm not going to go into everything in the packet on this podcast episode, but you're welcome to fill out the self-awareness assessment. It's just really good for kind of gaining some perspective, stepping back and assessing where you are in a lot of different areas. Self-awareness is fundamental to healing. So take some time with that. And then we move on to rating our habits. Habits can make us or break us physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. Rate your habits between 1 and 10 according to how self-aware and disciplined you are in each category. Healthy eating, whatever that looks like for you. Sufficient sleep, how much are you sleeping each night? Are you consistent? Are you in a bedtime routine? Rank yourself there 1 through 10. Consistent exercise, intentional movement, whether you go on walks or you go to the gym and go hardcore with weightlifting and have a whole program that you stick to, just intentional movement. How consistent are you with that? Do you spend time in nature? Do you spend time in sunlight regularly? That's a habit that everyone should have. These are very basic, but... They're kind of the foundation for growth and healing and expansion. And then also rank yourself on your meditation or mindfulness practice. How consistent are you with taking some quiet time to yourself to just practice mindfulness? We're going to go back through a lot of this stuff over the coming months. And I think I'll make a point to record a podcast over each workshop, kind of a summary so that if you can't attend in person or online, then you can come back to this podcast and review the packet and kind of go through it on your own. So before we move on to the next assessment, I just want to stress the importance of habits, guys. Like when I first started therapy in... 2018, I was really at rock bottom. And I remember going into my first counseling session and being asked these things, being asked if I was, you know, eating a healthy three meals a day, if I was getting a good eight hours of sleep, if I was bathing and taking care of my kids and all of these things that I thought like, well, that's basic. Like, yeah, I'm doing those things. Um, I remember being asked if I was taking time to stretch or exercise, if I was grounding in nature. And I'm like, you know, I like doing those things, but at that point they weren't habits. And I thought it was kind of silly that, you know, I was there to like overcome some major life crises and do some deep healing. And my therapist is asking me if I'm eating well and sleeping well. And although I thought it was silly at the time, she was so right until I made all of these things part of my daily routine and made them habit. um, It was very easy for me to get overwhelmed or to get kind of out of balance whenever life would throw curveballs at me. And having made these things habit now, you know, for a, a couple of years, I can say that it makes all the difference. It makes all the difference in my energy levels, how I'm feeling emotionally, my mental clarity. You know, if you're eating well, sleeping well, doing intentional movement, exercise on a regular basis, and spending time in nature and in mindfulness, 
you're going to be unstoppable. Whatever kind of life you want to create, you're going to be creating it if you can master your habits. So moving on to the next assessment or survey, whatever you want to call it, we have rate your environment. So another big aspect of self-care is just being in alignment with your environment. And that for me looks like close relationships. What kind of relationships do I have? That's, you know, that's my external environment, my job, my career, the inside of my home. How does it feel? Is it in alignment with me and how I want to feel? Is it clean? Is it organized? Does it feel good? Because that matters. How do I rank my neighborhood or my community? Do I have support systems? Do I have, you know, like-minded groups I can attend? You want to make sure that those are in alignment with who you are. Make sure that you're hanging out with people who feel good, who feel safe, who you have healthy boundaries with. And then like content consumed on social media. What are you watching on TV? What are you watching on Netflix? What are you listening to? Without shaming anybody for watching true crime on Netflix, I've been there, I've done it, I've binged it, but it wasn't helping my vibration. It wasn't serving um, the kind of mindset that I was trying to foster within myself. And I had to really curate who I was following on social media, what I was watching on TV. Um, I follow a lot of positive pages now. I've unfollowed a lot of stuff. So take some time with this and rank your close relationships from one to 10. How good do they feel? Do they feel positive? Do they feel authentic? Are your boundaries honored? Where do you rank with your job and career? Does it feel good? Does it not? What about the inside of your home? Does it feel good to go home and, and rest in your space? Or do you feel anxious when you're at home? These things are telling of, you know, things that need to change for us to feel better and to be more in alignment. Do you have spaces where you can go and be social and feel like you're amongst kindred spirits and open minds? Or at least for me, it's open minds. I like to be around open-minded people. Rank your content that you're consuming on social media, what you're consuming on TV, radio, whatever it is. Um, and I would, you know, we don't really get into addressing environment and like the changes there that need to be made until like February. That's when the workshop will really get into aligning with your environment. But I really encourage you, like if you went through this and you're ranking really low in one of those categories or a few of them, don't wait for the workshop over environment to start making changes or to at least um, get real with yourself about the boundaries that you need to set. If your home doesn't feel good, add some things that feel good. Cleanse your space. You know, just come up with ways that you can start making adjustments to these different areas of your life so that you can be more in alignment. The next assessment is over mindset, which I believe that all change starts with mindset. Our thoughts create our reality. So look at the areas below, it says, and rank your mindset between one and 10 on how self-aware and confident you are in each category. The first one is belief in yourself. How much do you believe in yourself? And get real with yourself. What do you tell yourself? 
you know, at one point in my 20s, I thought I had all the confidence in the world in myself until I dug a little bit deeper and examined how I actually talked to myself in my own brain on a regular basis and acknowledged that my thoughts were not always in alignment with confidence or belief in myself. Your ability to be positive. Where do you rank your ability to be positive? Do you have a negative view most of the time? Do you have a negative outlook or do you have a positive one? Or is it somewhere in between? Just kind of examine how you trend. Do you trend toward the negative? Do you tend to kind of feel down often? Or do you generally have a positive outlook? Flexible attitude. That one used to be really, really tough for me. Something would happen and then I would get in a negative headspace and then something else would happen and I would just be like, oh, this is how my life goes. You know, there's always chaos. Something's always happening. And I feel like I was just manifesting a lot of chaos for myself in that mindset. I've really had to work on just being flexible and when things come up, reframing them and being grateful. Your ability to bounce back, to overcome little hurdles and challenges or even big stuff and find balance again. That's what I think of when I think of flexible attitude. Decision-making. How much do you trust yourself to make positive decisions for yourself and or your family? That's a big one. We've got to learn to lean into our intuition and be confident in the choices that we make for ourselves. The last one is ability to stick to goals and take action. Rank your ability to write down a goal or to make a plan and stick to it. Become uninterested and veer off track and put things down before you reach your goal. If so, then this is letting you know where you have room to grow. And if you're like me, you have room to grow in every category. We went through those few assessments, the habits, environment, and mindset, ranking those. I would just really encourage everyone to kind of review these, get an understanding with yourself about the areas that you need to work on. And if you ever find yourself kind of feeling out of balance or maybe not grounded or just kind of in a a funk Review them mentally. Check in with yourself on your habits. Are you doing the things that you know you need to do to feel good? Check in with your environment. Are you giving attention to your close relationships? Are you feeling burnt out with work? Reviewing these mentally is going to help you check in with yourself and see why you might be a little off balance or down, then hopefully help you shake back. Um, And then check in with your mindset. Check in with your thoughts. Are you feeling like you're in a funk just because you had a negative thought earlier in the morning and it just kind of snowballed into a few other negative feeling thoughts and you just kind of kept trending that way? I call checking in with these the HEM method for self-care because if we're taking care of ourselves, we are minding our habits, our environment, and our mindset, keeping them balanced so that we can function to our highest ability. So if I'm ever down, I will check in with my habits, the different aspects of my environment, and my mindset. And I encourage you to do that. It's a really good tool for kind of shaking anxiety, for getting back on track and out of a funk or a, a low vibe kind of mood. Then we talked about meditation as just a super tool. It is, it's the real MVP for mental health, physical health, spiritual health. I feel like it's the greatest thing that we can give ourselves is time in deep breathing and just connectedness. So I have a sheet in here 
over meditation, and it says, what is meditation? Meditation isn't about religion or faith. It's about mindfulness and getting a healthy sense of perspective of your true self. You're not trying to turn off thoughts or feelings. You're learning to consciously observe them without judgment. Eventually, you may start to better understand the self and in doing so, enhance the quality of your life. I could go, you know, way into that, but meditation is simply mindfulness. It's simply, you know, it can be sitting in silence wherever you are, just becoming the conscious observer of your thoughts and, you know, getting really in tune with your breath, taking some super deep breaths. We talked about why meditation is beneficial. And if you understand prayer, if you understand talking to God, then you'll appreciate how meditation is like listening to God or listening, tuning into your higher self. Meditation practice is not only good for the mind and deepening a spiritual connection, but it's also one of the absolute best things you can do for your physical health. Mindfulness, deep breathing, and physical rest and awareness help support homeostasis within the body and the mind. When you're meditating or just sitting in mindfulness and awareness, you are kind of unplugging from the stream of constant thoughts and doing and being productive and all of these things that we are all required to to do on a regular basis. You're unplugging. And there is something really, really powerful in unplugging and just coming into awareness of your body and your breath and the thoughts that may be passing through. How can you learn to meditate? Learning to meditate is like any other skill. It takes consistent practice to get comfortable. There's really no such thing as perfect meditation. A lot of people who are new to meditation think that it should be this, you know, very ritualized thing. And um, it doesn't have to be. An easy way to start is by sitting comfortably with your eyes closed, focused on your breath, and sometimes your focus will start to wander, or you may forget to follow your breath. That's just part of the experience. What's most important is you're just sitting with yourself in silence regularly and that you increase the time gradually. It's one of those things where the journey is more important than the destination. So if you can implement some kind of meditation or mindfulness practice into your daily routine, I think that you will see a very noticeable difference over time. For me, I started to notice a change in my posture. I started to just become a lot more clear about the thoughts that I was having um, and became more aware of my breathing. And I can't even tell you how much deep breathing has changed my life. Like I was breathing really shallow and coming into this deep breathing practice, it made me want to practice it more. And it's a really good tool for calming myself and kind of regulating the nervous system. So I just recommend that any and everyone incorporate meditation into your routine. going through the packet, there is another sheet that just says, what's important? Rank the top nine most important things in your life and estimate how much time you spend on them weekly. This is a great practice for getting real with yourself about where your priorities lie and whether you are managing those priorities in a way that is in alignment with what's important to you. A lot of people are going to write family and their career and their friends. One of the things that may be important to you may be hobby or spending time outside. I think it's just really good to get clear 
about what those things are and how much time you're spending on them. You may realize that you need to make some adjustments in order to prioritize the things that are most important. So then we move on to 2023 intentions. There is an entire sheet dedicated to that. Um, There are three spaces where you are to list things or situations that you want to manifest for a better life. There is a space for experiences that you want to have this year. Another space for skills to learn, relearn, or master. And habits to establish. I've already talked about the importance of habits, but you know, our time here on this earth is finite. And I think that time gets away from all of us at some point. And so the new year is a really good time to just kind of reassess and decide where you want to spend more time, where you want to spend less time and things that you want to make the time for. Because if you want to travel or you want to do fun things with your kids or you want to be a better gardener or paint more or, you know, whatever it may be, we have to make time to do it. And so this intention sheet is good for just kind of listing out the things that you want to do so that you can reference it and remember to make time for it. It might be fun if you haven't already made a vision board for this year to use some of the things that you list on this 2023 intention sheet and kind of find visuals that go with them, things to remind you of what you want to accomplish this year. And as we move through the packet, we come to a sheet that has in bold, big text, four affirmations that I really want everyone to remind themselves of as we move forward. The first one is, I am so grateful. At the end of each day, think of and list at least one thing that you feel thankful for. Visualize and hold that feeling of gratitude for a moment each night before bed and as often as needed to help you maintain a high vibration. Guys, gratitude is a game changer. If you make it part of your daily life, your life will change for the better. I'm willing to guarantee that. Practice gratitude. If you have to do it, if you have to write it down for a while in order to get yourself into that practice, then write it down. And you may get to a point where it just becomes second nature to just think thoughts of gratitude in your head all of the time. So just affirm all the time. I'm so grateful. The next affirmation is I am so authentic. Identify three aspects of your environment that you can begin to bring into alignment with your higher, most authentic self. Visualize what that process may look like for you. You can use the environment assessment to go through and identify the areas that need some work or need some changes, need some boundaries. And, you know, the boundaries may be with yourself. What does your most authentic self look like? How can you be more of that on a regular basis in all of, in all of your places and spaces? At one point... Um, working in like the corporate world, I felt like there were parts of myself that I couldn't fully express. And I knew that I wanted to work in a way or in an environment that felt better, that felt more freeing, where I could show up as myself and not have to cover up tattoos or, you know, keep certain opinions to myself and watch the way that I talk. But the only way to make the changes is to get real about what they need to be in the first place. So identify them and affirm. I am so authentic. The next affirmation is I am a creator. I want everyone to start thinking of themselves as a creator because whether you believe it or not, you are. You may not have stepped into your power yet. You may be creating results that are less than desirable right now, but you are a powerful creator. And that means that you have the ability to take control of your mindset, your habits, and create something better, something more in alignment. So affirm, I am a creator. 
Identify three thought patterns or beliefs that are no longer serving you and rewrite them as affirmations. I know I'm throwing a lot of affirmation stuff at you. These four affirmations are incredibly important, but then rewrite some of the negative self-talk that comes up in your mind often. Rewrite it as an affirmation. For me, at one point I had to get real with myself. I was self-sabotaging by telling myself that I wasn't worthy of the things that I desired. And whenever those things would come into my life or appear to be on their way, I would think some version of, I don't, I don't deserve that, or I mess things up, or I'm not worthy of having that. And I had to kind of rewire my brain to say I am worthy and I do deserve this. I do deserve good things. I do deserve happiness. And I think that that's important for a lot of us. And the last affirmation is I am so disciplined. Identify three habits that you're confident you can and will commit to for your higher self-care. They can be very simple as long as they are worth taking seriously. And this part is so important because I firmly believe that self-discipline is self-love. It is one of the highest forms of self-love for you to be real with yourself about what's good for your life and what's not good for your life and what you need to do to feel good and to live the kind of life that you want to. You know, if you want to be successful at anything, you have to have habits that reflect that. So pick three, make them impactful. I highly encourage you to keep this page out, tape it up, I don't know, pin it on a bulletin board, put it somewhere that you can see it and go over the affirmations with yourself. Check in, make sure that you're on track with your thoughts, with your habits, with your environment, um, with your gratitude. And I have a couple sheets in here to make that a little bit easier. There is a habit tracker that you can make copies of and use. There is a gratitude journal, just a sheet for notes if you don't already have a notebook or a journal can make copies of this and use that for your daily gratitude practice. This was just a summary of what we went over in the workshop. It's really like a two and a half, three hour thing where we really dive deep. But I wanted to record this for those who haven't been able to make it or maybe their work hours conflict with the online offering. Anyway, the packet is here for you to download and utilize. Re-listen to the podcast if you need to and pause while you fill out the different worksheets and refer back to some of these things. Self-awareness and reflection are amazing tools for healing and growth. So shout out to you. If you're completing this packet and digging deep into self-work, I'm here with you. I'm here for you. I am also on a self-growth and self-love journey. So if I can be of support to you, feel free to reach out. On Facebook, there is a growth group for women. I will link that under the podcast so that if you want to check that out, you're more than welcome to. We meet once a month in Oklahoma City at Workflow for a few hours on a Saturday, and then we meet in Paul's Valley once a month on a Sunday. And if you can't make either of those in-person meetups, we also do an online meetup where you can jump on a Zoom call live, and we go through all of this stuff together and just kind of have some conversation. You also don't have to be social to join the Zoom call. We have people who join and don't put on their video and like just kind of sit back and listen. You don't have to really engage to get something from this. So if you are interested, please join the growth group on Facebook and look out for event details when we meet up each month. They will be posted in that group. And in the meantime, I wish you the very best of luck and just healing intentions. 
Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for bearing with me as I try to develop a consistent publishing schedule with this podcast. If you want to keep up with me and what I've got going on, feel free to follow me on Instagram at ramblinghippie.lady and check back for another growth group episode in a few weeks. Mm -hmm. Thank you.